Hey guys, it's Bill, and you're tuned into Three Questions in a Song, episode number 61. With me tonight is Mad Clock, also known as Can I can I give away the the uh AKA? Yes, yes. Also known as Nathaniel or Nate. You go by Nate? Yeah, Nate's fine. I thought so. I didn't want to <laughs> assume, yeah. Um, so this is his first time on Three Questions in a Song. Um, I, those of you watching the video are probably watching me try and cover the front of my shirt. I just realized that I'm wearing a school shirt. <laughs> um, so anyway, let me, let me do this. Nope. We'll just stick with it. Don't say anything. It'll get us in trouble. Right. <laughs> uh, right. Anyway. Okay. So this is three questions in a song and that is the podcast where the title tells you everything except for when it doesn't. And it usually doesn't. If you're listening, I do not usually stick to three questions. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> but that was the premise coming in. So there yeah. are, I call them three official questions and then bonus questions. Awesome. So we're going to start off with that first official question. Okay. And I alluded to it in the last episode. Um, so before being Mad Clock, you were in an acoustic duo. What made you make that jump from, from a rock duo to hip-hop? Okay, so uh, basically the uh, acoustic duo had a falling out. We went separate ways, and uh, I was left without a project to do music-wise. And an uh, acoustic solo project being the main focus kind of felt like it, it just lacked. I wanted that second partner. He, was, he very well complimented my style, and I just ended up going a totally different direction with it because I realized I couldn't enjoy my life i guess uh without music and uh i had this little beat program on my computer uh i said well you know i think music this little like free beat program on my computer started messing with it making beats uh i sold one of my beats to a client and uh he asked me to feature on it and do some rapping and i'd never ever done it before and i was like uh you know like I, it just didn't never occurred to me to try it. So I did. And uh, in the studio, my engineer, shout out Nick Amadon, Erie, a uh, great Erie engineer. He, he stopped the recording. He's like, what, what, what did you just do? Like, I, I don't know. It's what I wrote. He goes, how come you have never like done this before? I just, it never occurred to me. He goes, well, you have a natural talent for it. You should really kind of pursue that. So ever since then, um, I made the version of Mad Clock, the project I have now. It's actually an acronym. MAD is me against death's clock because at that point in my life, I felt, you know, at an age where if you hadn't made it by that point, maybe you're not really going to make it, you know? And uh, I felt like I was ticking against the clock to make something of my musical talent. So that's kind of where it came from. And it evolved into what it is today. It's very aggressive, uh, hip hop, very dark. It's very personal. Uh, There's a lot of internal struggle behind it, but I think it's a lot of stuff people can relate to. Um, So the second question kind of goes along perfectly with a photo that I've seen of you recently. And the question is, um, if you were standing at the crossroads waiting for the devil to show up, see, now you know why it goes with the photo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh yes. What would you be waiting there to sell your soul for? So what are you going to try and trade your soul to the devil for? Oh, that's a good one. You know, Oh, that's, that's a really good one. Um, I would always love to have 
<laughs> like a master level skill with guitar. And I never really wanted to work for it because it just takes a lot of dedication, a lot of time. I've always played guitar my entire life, but I always felt limited. You know, I never had a teacher. I was very self-taught. So I guess if I had to sell my soul for anything, it would be to be able to play incredible guitar effortlessly. <laughs> All right. So I was going to ask you what Mad Clock meant because I've heard you explain it, but you ruined my bonus bonus question. So now <laughs> I need to come up with a different one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think, and I can't see it because it's cut off, but I think that might be a BBE necklace hanging oh. from your neck there. Sure. Am is. I right? Yes, sir. You want to talk about BBE at all? Throw out some. Absolutely. Shout out uh, Brutal Business Entertainment, uh, Patrick McElravey, and everybody over at the label, the crew. Um, I had seen Patrick post. I guess I just had friend requested him, or we had made friends on Facebook, and I didn't realize who he was to any degree. Um, And I saw the post had been made when Garrett had given up the label. Um, Skippy Ickham had given the label to Pat originally. Uh, that was the first post I had seen of anything brutal business at all. And I started doing a little bit of digging. Like, you know, it, it kind of been tossed around in my own brain. Maybe I should step my game up a little bit and look to get signed and, and do a couple different things because I had felt confident in my abilities and I could start pursuing something a little more along the lines of seriousness. So uh, after doing the digging and founding out, they, you know, he owned the label now and they were actually progressive and they worked and they did things. They made songs. They put out content uh, they had the modeling division they have the stream team there's all these things going on with uh the label in general and it really intrigued me because it's it's i had, in erie county especially there's a lot of going on but nothing really happening you know everyone says things but nothing ever comes of it really and i felt like my talents are being stuck and wasted in, a, in an area that just wasn't going to support what i had in mind and in, in terms of for my uh, vision for music so seeing them doing all these things, constantly pushing content material and, and networking with people and, and making these connections ensured that's like, that's what I wanted to do. That was the next step in my musical journey is I wanted to make those connections and start moving in a progressive manner. Uh, so I literally reached out to Patrick in the most professional way I could possibly think of and said, Hey, I'm very interested in your label. Um, here's my music kind of sort of thing. I was, I'm not really big on spamming people with music. I don't really do that thing. I don't DM a bunch of people and say, here's my new track. You know, if I want people to come to me to a degree. You do have to put yourself out there, but I didn't want to spam people. So um, I was very timid about doing it at first, but after the conversation I had with Pat, me and him are very much on the same page in terms of uh, goals for music and intention uh, in the scene and what we wanted to do for ourselves and for the people around us. Um, I just It was something I gravitated towards. I related to him very much. And as through our talks, it just made more sense to bring me on the label. So um, as of Halloween last year, I officially was made a um, label mate and member of Brutal Business Entertainment. So there there are actually quite a few things that I can bring up here tonight. Um, Why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do with First Angel Media as well? Sure. Um, I'm the head writer, the writing department for First Angel Media. Uh, Jonna had... I commented, she, we talked about this actually the last time uh, me and her, um, actually during my interview with her for my podcast, Mad Life Podcast, uh, which by the way, I, I want you as a guest, I have to schedule you in as well. Um, that That's the next thing I was bringing up. <laughs> yes. Oh, well, I, I'm crap. I could just shut up now, but no, uh, <laughs> I'm ruining it. No. Um, yeah. So I, I do, I started out as a writer. I had made a post about, it was like some kind of satire. I guess towards uh, we had a compilation CD we released uh, at the end of last year 
and I had kind of done a satire piece, make, sort of like poking fun at everybody on the label, but in a very positive, funny manner. And I sent it to Pat, and I was like, I'm, I know I'm new, I'm a new guy, but this is kind of how I, you know, think it would be funny and to present and push the is the plagues compilation, Brutal Business Plagues. It was a just a compilation of a lot of people. Everybody on the label had a song on it, and uh, he was like, "Oh, it's great. That's hilarious. You know, I, I love that you got a lighthearted kind of sense of humor, and you get along with people. Go for it." Well, Jonna had seen the post and absolutely died laughing. It, it was it was kind of funny. Um, and then she uh, came to me and she goes, you know, you really can write. You can write. And I was like, it was something to the effect of, uh, you know, I said, well, yeah, well, what next? Or however I said it, she goes, don't tempt me. I've stolen people before. I will steal you. I said, bring it on. So the next uh, next thing you know, she was in my inbox being like, so bet that you want to write. Here's what we do here. Are you interested? And I said, absolutely. For the main fact that, I've mentioned this before that I like the fact that I'm just constantly writing in a sense, even if I'm not writing music, I'm writing to a degree or being involved in that environment because it's, it just, it's complimentary to me as a writer to keep writing, to be progressively just doing these things. And uh, yeah. So uh, from there, after writing a few pieces, John and Joe, shout out Joe Raven um, had offered me this uh, head writing position because Joe was moving more into the, um, social media aspect, marketing kind of thing, getting our numbers up and doing the social media platform stuff. <clears throat> Excuse me. My voice is a little messed up. <laughs> so I played shows recently. I've been practicing a lot anyway. So they offered me the head writing position and I was very interested because I, I, I like leadership roles. I think I do well in them. I love communicating and, and just making things happen. It's, it's kind of what I do. I'm a manager at my own job and my nine to five mundane life. I'm a manager at my job. So it's just the leadership role kind of comes naturally to me. And I, I think the other writers work really well with me and respond well. And then they're very creative and they're really good at what they do. And uh, yeah, it's just been a super, super fun journey. And I appreciate Jonna for ever giving me that opportunity. So there is like no segue on this show. I'm just moving on. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's just do it, man. I apparently talk That's, too much. <laughs> no, no, no. That's just how I do this one. Right on. That's right. totally fun. So what we're going to do now, we'll save the, the podcast for tour, for the end. Sure. Um, what we're going to do now is um, I'm going to play your song, Villain, but okay. I need you to tell us a little bit about that. You can tell us a story about what it's about or something that happened when you were recording it or maybe something happened on stage while you were performing it. Just something that, that makes you think of the song. Okay. So <clears throat> Villain, to me, has become more than a song. It's more of a branding uh, issue issue it's more of a branding item at the moment i'm i'm my moniker is i am the villain and by the villain i mean um obviously the the bad guy but but not really okay my, the opening line of the song is i might be the villain but i'm not the bad guy hear my side i'm gonna tell you why there's two sides to every story and not every bad not everything that somebody does it okay you can be a, a good person and just make mistakes okay you can you can do bad things and still be a good person so that's kind of the focus of the song and the underlining aspect. But um, some time ago, I'm a huge Tech 9 fan. Uh, shout out Tech 9 and all strange music. I, I very much follow his work. Um, he's a very creative mind, and he's he was on the Forbes list as an underground artist. That's just that's unheard of. So um, his, his model works, so I pay attention to him. He has this uh, series called Cathartic. It was a mini mini video series he did for YouTube. It's like it's a four-part series. 
And it has a storyline and all sort of stuff. It was just really well put together and it really impressed me and it spoke well with me. I started thinking to myself, well, it'd be really cool to kind of start making a legacy towards something bigger than just making songs, putting out singles, writing albums. Uh, so I've started this villain movement in a sense. Villain is going to eventually be a three-part series for those of you that don't know. Uh, I'm releasing an album by the end of the summer called Devils Never Cry and part two is on that album. That hasn't really been talked about much, so that's a good surprise. It's the first time ever BTS gets it. But uh, yes, um, it's a three-part series about a man who's struggling to be accepted in society. Uh, He is not anywhere self-confident in himself and his abilities to do anything. He doesn't view himself as a very positive, good person. And at at one point in my life, that's kind of where I was, uh, looking down at myself, the mistakes that I had made, and feeling like there was no way out of that um, realm of being a bad person, I guess. So this character from uh, in the song, he goes through and he he finds this uh, model per se, uh, just a person that he is awestruck by. Uh, she's an alternative model in a sense, and he's just blown away by her. And he starts following her around, and uh, finding her different um, places in in the town they live in. And uh, she you know models and does all these things. So he watches her and takes pictures, and he has this like layer, I guess where he just kind of idolizes her, you know? And at one point in the, in the series, he, he catches himself and goes, wait a minute. This, this is a little nuts, man. It's a little too, a little too much, you know? So he decides to um, do away with the crazy shrine in a sense, throws everything away and decides to profess his love to her and say, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm madly in love with you. And he doesn't even know at that point, if it's going to yield any results, he just, he knows he has to do this thing to kind of redeem himself. So um, in the story, eventually, as you hear part two and three, you'll hear that uh, he goes to the train station to meet her and give her flowers and present himself in a very nice professional manner. As he does so, he watches her connect with another man in the train and it absolutely crushes him because he felt like, wow, you know, the one time to which I can relate to as something similar happened to me, not really with a woman but in the fact of, you know, you feel like you just got somewhere and progressively changing your life and then this drastic thing happens and you go back to your old ways <clears throat> you slip back into those uh, bad habits. And uh, he ends up doing, I won't give away the entire story because it's eventually going to be a three-part series, but he does something extremely drastic to uh, get what he wants, to which I did as well, to a degree. And uh, it's, it's just kind of an ode to you have to, you, you have to take risks. You know, you have to, A, get over the bad things that you did, get over yourself, basically, and move on. So the entire um, villain moniker I'm pushing, um, I have a hat, actually. I wear just about every podcast as villain on it. It has my logo. I'm pushing it as a, as a moniker for people that have <clears throat> felt less than themselves and feel like they, you know, this bad person. They can't, they, they just, they can't recover or be forgiven for what they've done. And that's, that's not the case. There's always a way to turn your life around. There's always a way to better yourself. There's always an opportunity to do better for the people around you. And to say that you've done bad things doesn't make you a bad person. So in essence, I am the villain. I've done bad things, but I'm not a bad person. I just really want other people to relate to that. All right, so what we're going to do now, and uh, those of you that are watching live are not actually going to get to hear it, but we're going to, Take a moment. We're going to listen to "Villain" by Mad Clock, and um, for those of you that, well, for those of you that are live with us, um, to hear it, you'll want to jump on 
to um, buildthescene.com starting on the 15th of July. We're way ahead of schedule. That never happens with me. <laughs> 15th of July. Um, the <laughs> You're going to hear um, Nate answer a question before it gets asked. <laughs> Think about that. Awesome. That's super cool. <laughs> <laughs> because the episode with Dynasty Zero actually goes up tomorrow. So awesome. I was looking for it as well, and I'm like, I don't see it. And I was like, oh, wait, maybe you didn't post it yet. <laughs> the, video, the, the live interview videos are up, but the episode right. isn't up yet. Gotcha. Right, so for those of you that are hanging out and uh, looking to uh, hear the song, you can go to Build the Scene. Um, it is actually on the radio station in rotation, so you can request it. Um. Hi, Donna. <laughs> Might be the villain, but I'm not the bad guy. Hit my side, let me tell you why. I'm not the devil in disguise when you can see the evil in my eyes. I got nothing to hide except this body unidentified. But I'ma take a closer look inside. Autopsy reveals that I do not feel this way inside. Thought I had it under control, but that was nothing but lies. And now I'm terrified, peeking through the blinds. But much to my surprise, I'm stone cold fine. Everyone thinking I'm lying. I'm telling you people I'm fine. I'm licking the butt up and tell me shut up, and everyone's horrified. Now they're all in a state of mind that no one can really describe. All I can taste are butterflies and knives. You forced my hand when you left me with no other choice. It spoke the words, but I didn't recognize your voice. I wish you would understand this isn't the way I intended to be. But baby, you brought out the villain in me. Cynical. Yeah, you're out of my league, you're better than me, but that's not too hard to see Now don't ignore the cipher while I turn it to a melody A deadly symphony of all your nightmares and dying dreams I just want you to see the protector in me Gotta be hard to believe I'm not a disease, we're just a dying breed Must be hard to see with all the shadows that follow me Crystal clear intentions are acknowledged entirely I loved you from a distance cause I know you would never speak to me You weave it all so carefully and right there in front of me Your essence is perfect, an image I can't contain I'm in love with the pain, that's insane Put me away you forced my hand when you left me with no other choice. You spoke the words, but I didn't recognize your voice. I wish you would understand this isn't the way I intended to be. But baby, you brought out the villain in me. The villain. Okay, that was Villain by Mad Clock. Uh, with me tonight is Mad Clock. <laughs> um, so 
what we're going to do now is I'm going to go ahead and let Michael from Dynasty Zero ask you his question. The band that I asked you guys to take a look at was Mad Clock. Yeah. Um, It's different, right? (laughs) It is different. I mean... I I mean I'm not a huge fan of that kind of music. No disrespect to it, but I really liked what I heard with him, and it was just it was such a departure from what I'm assuming. Would you consider that rap or hip? Yeah, it's kind of like a dark hip hop. Dark hip hop. Yeah, yeah, it's. I didn't know how to really. Um describe it and i think it's he's one of those artists it's hard to put him in a box um i I will tell you and i didn't tell you this ahead of time he was in a acoustic rock duo before this before he cool did this cool well it's a neat project uh it's a neat project if if you listen to this you know keep it up um did you did you come up with the question for him i did um well i actually kind of have two actually <laughs> we can do um, that one I don't follow being, the rules <laughs> uh, one being like what like how would you describe your music like like how would you describe it as because i know you described it as dark hip-hop but like listening to it the question i had was what would you who or what is the primary inspiration behind your music hmm. uh first off shout out I'm going to check out your music. Absolutely. Um, the inspiration behind my music, I guess, was myself, if that makes any sense. I was at a point in my life where I was without music. I was slipping bad into depression. Um, I had no answers, really. So uh, thank you, Michaela. Good seeing you at the Ohio show, by the way. You're an awesome fan. Shout out Michaela and her boyfriend, Andy Dabs. Anyway, uh, yeah, I was at a point in my life where – I I had no like answer, I guess, for what I was going through. So me doing what I was advised to do by someone very close to me, my, my now wife uh, saying, you should really just do what you are passionate about. Maybe it'll help. And it really did. So I kind of just kept pushing for it because as I made music, I was in a better mood. As I wrote lyrics, I was in a better mood. I was a better person. I was better to the people around me. I felt like more confident about myself, I guess, in a way. Which, I mean, it's it's a corny moniker, but if you don't love yourself, you can't really love anybody else to your full potential. So I was slowly learning to love myself again and, and accept the things that I had done as, again, the villain. So um, I kept driving after realizing that it was doing good. It was making me feel better. It was giving me a new life and perspective, I guess. So I just, I just kept pushing for it. So I would say the ultimate influence um, and inspiration behind my music was myself, I guess. I don't know if it sounds selfish, but uh, that's that's kind of where that came from. Uh, I would describe my music. I mean, okay, in a genre format, I would say it's dark trap. It's dark hip hop. It is very trap based, uh, drum kitted, but very rock oriented. I do my own live guitar production. And I make all my own beats. For those of you that don't know, make all my own beats. I write all my own lyrics, and my beats are very personal to me because they're a part of the song. And I feel like building the song from the ground up gives it just the, the absolute personal me in the song that, that there could possibly be. So uh, I think I lost track of the, twice, of the question. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I think uh, you got it. it yeah, was, okay. Describe your music and yes. prim- primary yes. influence. 
Yeah, just, yeah, just describing it. It's very, it's dark trap, I guess, in a genre based format, again. But uh, it's very personal. It's extremely personal. I want people to be able to relate to the, you know, okay, you may not have gone through the same things I went through, but you can pull something from it and go, wow, okay, yeah, I don't feel so alone. Um. So let let's let's do the podcast. Okay. All right. <laughs> tell us tell us about Mad Life. Okay, so Mad Life Podcast was an idea that Jonna Jonna Lee Machika, shout out Lady J, that helped me put together. Um I wanted I've always wanted to do, I guess, more with my brand. I wanted another way of branding myself because I I like doing a lot of things at once. I'm a crazy, I can't sit down kind of person. But I wanted to do something special, not just a regular old podcast. So I started thinking, what is my music about? What is my life about? You know, what about my life could maybe benefit other people hearing about? You know, how do I tell my story in a sense? I do through music, but it's kind of cryptic. So I, I wanted something a little more like upfront and transparent. Jonas decided that, you know, I, I'm a lot of these things. I'm a multifaceted person. I'm a father of six. For those of you who don't know, I'm six kids. I work a full-time job as a manager. Um, I'm come home. I spend time with my kids when I'm not at work. And then the other umpteen amount of time I may have is dedicated to music. So it's, it's having this mad life. I wake up early, early in the morning. I get in that editor chat with John and Joe and we figure stuff out for the day and we work through uh, what our goals are for the day. And I head right to work. And from there I manage, I drive a forklift, I load trucks, I lift beer. I do all these things, delegate people and things that need done. I come home and I do the same thing with my kids. You know, hey, you got to do this. Let's get this done. Where's your homework? What are we doing for dinner? Is it thought out? Like all these things that are just real life. You know what I mean? So I wanted to kind of be transparent in the fact that, you know, a lot of artists have other things going on in their life. They're not just musicians, you know, and to really bring the light in the fact that we sacrifice a lot to make a music career, especially when we have a lot going on. So I wanted to kind of share my story and bring other people on the podcast that had similar lifestyles, kids, a busy job, a music career or a modeling career of any kind, or, a, you know, just a, an, a, an entertainment venture, I guess, period. That way, when people listen to these episodes, they can listen to these experiences and maybe inspire them to be like, all right, I have all this stuff going on, but I really want to play music. I really want to do this. You know, these guys do it every day. Maybe I can too. That's, that was the whole point of the podcast. Cool. Um, where can the listeners get a hold of you? Where can they get your music? Where can they find you online? Uh, for my music streaming, um, I'm on all major platforms, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Amazon. Um, I'm on 34 different streaming sites. I mean, even from Deezer to Napster, even. There's a name drop for you. Um, but social medias, I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. Um, I have a Reverb Nation still. <laughs> That's pretty old. Uh, I do have a SoundCloud. I don't touch. But the major ones, Facebook, Instagram, I don't really use your Twitter a whole lot. I probably should. Uh, but, yeah, find me on those two major uh, social media platforms for sure. I have a, a website, as uh, you've you've helped me put together, uh, NAPK, uh, madclockmusic.com. So go check that out. That's pretty much it. Hey, um, so I gave you a homework assignment like I do on every episode. And yes. you were supposed to check out Doug Carnahan and also also his band After the Fall. Yes. Um, did you come up with a question for him? I did. First, I want to say uh, After the Fall is a great project. I very much dig the vibe. Um, I feel like Doug sounds somewhere between Lane Staley and the lead singer of Lit. I love the dude's voice. Super good. 
It's um, but even like a Bob Dylan esque, because I think you and I have discussed Bob Dylan. He's like an acquired taste, and right. Doug gets this range that I can tell from a lot of people. Maybe like, eh. but Bob Dylan had the same thing, and people flock to that. He has a very unique voice, and yes. it adds the style of what he's doing. I can also see that there's a difference between his solo acoustic stuff and After the Fall, the way he's kind of pushing his voice, the stylistic of his writing, all that kind of stuff. Um, with, I guess my question for Doug is with something that sounds as very well put together as after the fall, what made you still want to do a solo project after something that seems so well put together and, you know, on a path to success already? So now what you have to do is listen to that episode to hear his answer. And that's really off in the distance now. That's, um, August. Let's see. Yeah, it'll be August 1st. Awesome. <laughs> All right. So what what's coming up next for Mad Clock? Well, I have a ton going on, and the, the list is not stopping anytime soon. Bella Rotten is my new um, partner on stage. She's been dancing for me, helping me add a, another layer of entertainment to my live show. And I keep throwing these shows at her. I'm getting, and she keeps going, Nate. What are you doing? Stop it. <laughs> I'm just getting all these shows and all these dates. Uh, as of right now, I have six, potentially seven. Seventh one is unconfirmed shows from now until October. And I have three shows in Ohio just in July. It's getting pretty fast paced, pretty quick. I play. Let me see if I can get through this now. <sighs> all right. It's July. So um, July 17th, I will be in Cleveland opening up for R.A. the Rugged Man. July 24th, I will be in uh, Akron, Ohio at the Vortex. July 30th, I go back to the Vortex for an acoustic set. For those of you that don't know, I still do my acoustic solo project. Um, Every once in a while, I love bringing some acoustic songs to kind of throw in a mix of my regular hip-hop stuff. So if you want to see me just do acoustic stuff, um, I have an album. It's an EP on streaming platform called The Old Me. If you want a clue of how I do acoustic, check that out. Um, and then, okay, so for August, August 7th, I'm in Pittsburgh at the Subalpine for Lily Six. Shout out Lily Six. You're awesome. Uh, August. Whew, there's a lot of dates. <laughs> August 28th, I think. 23rd. I have to check. I'm making a show flared. I have to post. I got to re- I got to reintroduce all these, all these, uh, no, September. It's okay. Yeah. September. The end, of, the end of September, I have um, the Subalpine. I opened for Razakel. For those of you who don't know, go sh- oh, check out She, Shrunken Head Entertainment. Great great label, great people. And uh, a big, big one. I, I'm not going to name all my shows. I will be putting out a, a, a flyer. But my big, big, big coup d'etat show, uh, October 6th. It's a Thursday. Wednesday, Thursday. October 6th, I'm going to be at the Craft House in Pittsburgh opening up for Twisted. In somewhere in the mix of all that, I'm going to be releasing my one, two, three, fourth studio album called Devils Never Cry. I will be released under Brutal Business Entertainment alongside sponsorship at First Angel Media. And I will be continually doing podcasts, uh, continuing joining many other people as I possibly can to network and collab. I have a couple other collabs coming out soon that I can't talk about with people from the label, people outside the label, people I just met. Shout out Savage MMG. Uh, he's the one who hooked me up with the wind scenes collide show that was in Ohio a couple weeks ago. I opened up for dropout Kings. There's a lot going on, man. Constantly a lot going on. Um, I'm actually 
I, I haven't met him, but Sa- it's Savage Media, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, John Lane, who people will be hearing from at the end of this podcast, um, they are they have done a few things together, so I, I have heard of them. <laughs> yeah, Mike Wendell is very, very progressive. He is an insanely supportive uh, vein in the network of local music, and he's always pushing to put out great sh- – and all his shows are, are, are growing massively. He's made a few more announcements that I can't talk about yet for bigger shows and, and bringing bigger people in. And he's, he's definitely somebody to keep tabs on. All right. So I would be remiss if I didn't ask you this question. This okay. is more of a PA rock show question, but um, the, the question is who's your Dave Grohl? In other words, who would you want to go up on stage with and perform one of their originals? Man, I'm a huge Hobson fan. If you know who Hobson is. I do not. Okay, uh, check him out if you have some time. He's a underground rapper that has kind of made his way from the lower level up to where he's at now. He has a lot of internal struggle and strife in his music. It very much relates to mine to a degree. But his music has always inspired me to be like, I have to keep rapping. On the days when I want to quit and I don't want to do this shit anymore, I listen to Hops and I go, yes, I need to do that. Okay. So uh, it's Hopson. Hopson, H-O-P-S-I-N. Yep. I'll have to check that out. Yes. Um, all right. So first, I want to thank you for hanging out with me tonight. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. And uh, I want to say thank you to Michaela and Jonna and anyone else who is watching live. Um, there are more people than that, but those two were in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> the list is ever growing and super long. Shout out literally everyone in me and Bill's life. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this has been episode number 61 of Three Questions and a Song. You can check us out on the 1st and 15th of each and every month. If that is not quick enough to hear new music, you can also check us out at um, the Pennsylvania Rock Show, which is every Friday for release dates. And then usually the second Saturday of July, Jonna, who we've mentioned a few times, and I go on XRP Radio, which is xrpradio.co.uk at 2 p.m., sorry, 3 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. GMT, and uh, we do a live show where we take seven-ish songs with us. They know the, the song name, the artist name, and the genre. They don't get to listen to it. They play it live. They hear it for the first time on the air, and then they try and match it to a song that they have in their playlist, and then everybody in the chat room discusses what they liked about each song and what they didn't like. It's actually kind of fun. Um, but I, ca- I caught that episode. It looked really – you guys did a great job. That's super cool. Thank you. Um, Normally, you would not be able to listen to this episode and hear July's episode of Friendly Fire, but we're doing July the third week because I will be at my nephew's birthday party for the second week. So if you're listening to this on the 15th, you have two days, and then you can listen to Friendly Fire. And uh, Shauna is popping in here. (laughs) I'm sure it is fun. All right. So anyway, you've been listening to Three Questions and a Song. Check us out at buildthescene.com. Go ahead and throw out your, your address again. Uh, Facebook.com slash MadClock. Uh, MadClock Music handle on Instagram and MadClockMusic.com. And uh, we'll see you next time. <laughs>